going. I'm sorry about this song. I love this song, but uh, good. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not so sorry. I, I'm, I'm happy to be here at the Simcha Cone and Nisim at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. And I want to tell everybody that the app is the way to go. Download the JRoot app, the pro app, on your phone, and then just sync it to your car. I never listen to the radio except for 95.1. I put my car into the, well, not anymore. Put my car into the, into the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the shop. And the guy says, how come all of your free, your pre-programmed stations are on the same station? But anyways, except for WINS. But anyways, you need to know if you sync your pro app to your car, then, <laughs> then you get it. So, how is everybody's forum? Also, also, just dial the number and put it on auxiliary or Bluetooth and just listen. That's right. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing like this. I dial the number. If I don't have the data program, I dial 712-432-4217. 712-432-4217. And either connect it with a plug to the auxiliary or just Bluetooth. If you have Bluetooth in the car, just listen to this. That's right. All the, all the, all the phone has a, what do you call it, uh, uh, call waiting, so in the minute the call, it's just you know, and it's beautiful. Listen, that's what I'm doing all the time. I'm traveling all over the its states, and that's why it was coming. Besides and the apps, besides know. the apps, okay, but you know what? The satan, everybody has the data, you know, some people don't, the data, they don't have data, data right? So. But we're working on something very, very unique. Bezat Hashem will be expand great, great. Hashem is great. You know, Hashem, Satan is trying, but Hashem is always, because Hashem is Vinu Valkenu. Hashem loves us. Hashem is going to give us the opportunity. And this is just the complete. This is always, always generations and generations always trying to stop. And the truth is, I'll be honest with you, this is an indication that we're doing something really right. Because their stations that were on for a hundred years, nobody ever bothered with them. The fact that Satan is always running after us, yes. then he's definitely afraid of us. But that's it. J Root Radio. Dial in 718-683-5858-683-5858. And I want to talk about something really, really important tonight. Okay? And this is something that I think... To me, it's very important. To Nisim, it's very important. I think it's something that's so, so, so important. It's the fact that I think we had a caller last week about uh, about the kid wanting to be different or wanting to do something different. And I think that it's so important for kids to be able to be individuals and to be able to express themselves and be who they want to be, but realize that they could do it in good ways and make themselves shine in a good way and be unique in a good way. And that's so much easier and so much better. And that's really, if you think about all the great people and all the great people in, in, in Yiddishkeit, they, they did things their own way, but they did them for the right reasons. And Rav Aaron Kudler, when he came to America, everybody was going to Williamsburg or to Lower East Side, and people were going. He went to he he bought farmland in New Jersey, and people looked at him and said, "Like, what are you doing? Farmland in New Jersey? Everybody's going to the same place." He said, "No, I'm going to build Lakewood. I'm going to build Lakewood." When Rabbi Schneiden and, and, and Rabbi Bressler went to Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania, a hick town in the middle of like one of the 
heckiest states in the union of sorry Pennsylvanians, but but Pennsylvania is itself is is the whole state is like a big hick town. I mean, we love Pennsylvania, but but the fact is, Scranton. Who 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 hasn't heard about Scranton Yeshiva? So Chavetz Chaim goes and they put branches all over the place. You know, those are against maybe against what the norm is, but they're doing things their own way. But they're identifying themselves and they're being unique. And I want to talk about kids. What can we do? What what are kids able to do to Express their uniqueness in a positive way. In a positive way. And the the other thing is that, that we can't, we, we can't, we can be unique, we can be individuals, but we, we gotta go with the go with the Torah, go with the mitzvot, and follow the Torah mitzvot. On the flip side, people that think that there's only one way to look when you're Shomer Torah mitzvot, and there's only one way to be, and if a person doesn't dress this way or doesn't dress that way, then there's something wrong with them, then there's something wrong with their Avodah Hashem, they're, they're wrong. They're wrong. Because you know what? It's very, it's, it says that Yosef HaTzadik, who Na'ar, he was a Na'ar, he was doing childish things, we couldn't say it, the Torah says it. And what did Yaakov Avinu do when he saw Yosef HaTzadik doing childish things? Did he buy him clothing? Did he tell him, stop it? Stop doing what you're doing? He made him a ketonet pasim. He made him the most vibrant, outlandish coat that was so bright that his brothers were able to see it from far away. But why? Why did he hit him in the head and say, hey, Joe, get with the program. Why are you dressing like that? Why are you doing these things? He gave him the Torah Pasim, but then you know what he said to him? He said, Where are your brothers? What was he asking? He was saying, Your brothers are in the base Medish learning. They're Shifte Yisro. You need to be learning like them. Don't stay at home. You want to dress how you want to dress, but you have to realize you're one of the Shifte Ka. You're one of the Shvatim, and you need to be holding up the Torah. You need to be learning Torah. You need to be learning. You need to be doing what they're doing. You can't, you can't do your own thing. You can't do your own thing. You have to be doing what you're doing. You have to go and follow the Derech of the Shifte Yisrael, even however you want to dress. So a person wants to be unique. A person wants to be different. A person wants to be uh, individual. That's Beautiful. Go with the program. Follow the Torah mitzvot, the way the G'dolei Ador, the way the Torah, the way Chazal tell us, then you know what? Then you legitimize what you're doing. But if you are individual and you're going against, and you're going against the grain, then it's just, then it's just doing, what it's doing nothing. Then you're just playing games with yourself. Playing games with yourself. Now, if you're listening to us on the radio, on the radio, you're not listening to us on the radio. If you're on your pro app or if you're on your cell phone, you could call in at 718 683 5858 and you could call in and you could speak to us on the air. How you're on the air? I guess you're not on the air. Anyways, you know. Okay, you know, uh, you know uh, Simcha, <laughs> Dr. Rabbi Simcha. Just this me. Is, uh, listen. 
You know, last week we discussed starting the discussion. You know, many times, you know, as you said about uh, yourself and uh, and Yaakov, it's so important that each of us has a different way to express and try, especially teenagers. Right. You know, but are not only teenagers. We also adults. You know, uh, going uh, a unique dress. You know, some people like to be fancy with a size and a, and and a suit. Some people like to go just just regular working clothes. Some people go with the crux. Some people go with the. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, so. But you know what? When a person is serving Hashem, no matter how they dress, you could tell. You could tell. You could see. You could see their holiness. You could see what they're doing. Person Shemer There's there 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 are many many people that are very very holy that you would never know. You never know by the way they dress. And there are some people that dress very holy, but they're really not holy. So it's not the point. The point is doing. And what is that that you have to do? Learn Torah. Pray. Learn Torah and daven and, 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 and keep Shomer Torah and Mitzvot. And you know what? I was always I was always an individual, but I didn't break rules. I knew Hashem said this, we did this. And this is the way we do it. And I didn't make my own rules. And that's the key. When I start making my own rules, then you know that it's not that, that it's not working. It's not working. And if the Torah tells us not to do it, then we just don't do it. And and there's no compromising that. You know what? I heard someone say where there's a will, there's a heter. <laughs> we can find a reason and if someone to tell you it's okay to do anything. But we know that that's not true. We know that Torah, that Talmud Torah can make a kulam. We know that learning Torah is more important than everything. We know that Shemirat Torah Mitzvot is the most important thing. We know that the way a Ben Torah is supposed to act. And if a person thinks they could, they could legitimize, make it okay not to act like a Ben Torah and say, well, this is the way I am, well, there's a little bit of a problem with that. There's a little bit of a problem with that. But... Uh, because it doesn't doesn't really work that way because person needs needs to really keep things on a certain standard hi you're on the air hi hello hi me yeah yes. you how uh, you doing um I hear echo is that fine that's normal okay that that's normal hi. that's because we're so resounding that we echo no I'm joking oh um my question is like this. If I know that I'm doing something, let's say, wrong, or that, let's say, isn't so acceptable, and I know that I know that what I'm doing is wrong, how do I stop it, even though it's, let's say, hard for me, or, like, if it's a big misdiagnosis for me? So, first of all, first of all, I need to tell you that reaching the level of admitting and knowing that you're doing something wrong and saying that the way you just did, then I have to tell you, you're just a stone's throw away from getting there. That is the hardest part, to be mature enough to acknowledge the fact that it's wrong. That is what we work on. Every person works on every day of their life if they're good, God-fearing Jews. I work on that. Every day I think about what am I doing right and wrong and things that are hard for me that I'm doing wrong, I try and stop. So, so it's a beautiful, beautiful question, and it's a beautiful place to be. And the answer that I have is, God set up a system 
that helps us with that. In our tefillah, we say three times a day. We ask Hashem to forgive us. What does that mean? We check ourselves three times a day. So you're... Right, but I could say three times a day that Hashem should forgive me, but I'm still doing it. Okay, because you're young and you're working on yourself and you have time to work on your life and get it together. And so the most important thing is, is talk to Hashem. That doesn't mean only to feel. I talk to Hashem like you talk, like like you talk to like you're talking to somebody. You say Hashem, listen, I'm working hard on this. I need your help. I'll give you an example. If 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 I have, you know, if if I'm working on something and I have a certain ta'ava for something, so I'll ask Hashem, please don't put me in a situation where I pass by this thing all the time. Don't put me in a situation. Let's say anger is the thing for me. Please try and save me from situations that will anger me. Protect me from that. How about how about if my mother also does it and I know that it's not good? Well, that's a big nisayon. That's a big nisayon. And so you have to know that you're not your mother. And if your mother does it, so it's a little touchy because if you start like really being mocked on it, then your mother might get offended. And you don't want to like end up being firmer than your mother and then your mother being upset. So you have a you have your life to work on it. And God willing, you spend a lot of time in school. You're going to be doing your own thing. And that's this is how we grow. This is how we grow. And I have to tell you, for the few minutes that we're on the phone, you're going to be a beautiful adult and you're going to overcome this and you'll face other challenges and you'll overcome them. It's it's work. And that's why it says, Adam la'amal yulad. This is, we were born to work on ourselves. And, and, and Torah and mitzvahs come with a lot of effort. So don't worry. First thing, so let me consolidate. First thing I would tell you is not to worry because you're in a good place. Second thing I would tell you is Hashem understands because He gives you the whole teenage years. He's, there's no onus, there's no punishment for your teenage years. So He gives you the teenage years to work on this. And the third thing is, this is the job of a Jew, to work on themselves and to try and do better every day. Now, one of the things that I do is I look at today and I say, am I better than yesterday or not? Even if it's in the smallest amount, I measure, is today better than yesterday? And if the answer is yes, then I know I'm in the right direction. And that's what Hashem says, Lo more. It's not on you to finish everything. But you can't leave it alone and say, forget about it. Work on it. And if you're working on it, Hashem's going to measure you based on where you're at. Uh, I, I want to jump here a little bit. So many times, many times we're reaching a point that, uh, you know, we're thinking that, especially when you're looking at the adults, oh, and we get some ideas that we're doing wrong. We have to check very clearly. So many times, I don't know, looking uh, if it's if it's really wrong or it's achmarot, you know, being be machmir on 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 yourself or in, on your mom or in others. It's people. very wrong. It's very wrong. Okay, I wouldn't. Okay, okay. So you, you know, that's the the ninety ninety percent of you of um, solution is the admitting that you're doing wrong, and this is the, the right, this, this, every time I do it, it affects me more and more. So, but you know what? You think so. But every time you feel bad, it affects you more and more. Every time you feel bad, it affects you more and more. And you know what? If you want to have like tips on how 
to behaviorally reduce things, then you could you could text you know the radio station. You could email me askdrsimcha at gmail.com and I'll give you tips on how to do that. But you should know if you're worried about your mom, if you if you're able to, as an incentive, if you're able to overcome it, then that's a schus for her. So you know you can help her that way too. Okay. Okay. Thank you for calling. This was a great question. And Thank you know you what? So Call back and tell me in a week or two how things are going. Okay. Okay, but don't get depressed about it. Don't don't give up. It life is 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 about working on things. And, and as long as Hashem knows you're going in that direction, you're good. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good night. My pleasure. Good night. I have a text that says, I have a 14-year-old friend in whom I see loads and loads of potential. Is there anything I can do to bring it out? He's previously taking lessons in martial arts, so I'm assuming that helps bring some of his potential out. I think encouraging him and giving him positive feedback and just letting him know about who he is and that you see it in him is the most important thing you can do. That's what Hashem does to us every day when we pray. Talks about our potential. Every tefillah we say talks about our potential. Everything we say talks about our potential. Who we are, what we can do, all that Hashem invests in us. That's what we can do to a 14-year-old. You can give him a tremendous amount of self-esteem. You can build them up. You can build them up. And I think it's great you see it in them. I think that's really important. Hi, we have a caller. You're on the air. Me? Laser. Yeah, okay. I have a question for you. First of all, I cannot get you on radio. I got you to the next. Is, are you having a problem with broadcasting? We we have a technical problem. We'll be by Hashem. You listen to us on the phone, and we are, are like, as, like as usual, phone and the apps. And we right now, we have a lot of technical problem. Unfortunately, uh, we, uh, the devil is playing game here. So, uh, but listen to us, 712 432 4277 I got it. Okay, thank okay. you. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I do have a question. Sure. Now, here's my question. This is a serious question. I don't, I don't even know if I'm just saying this on the air. The parents do something that I absolutely feel ashamed. What are the kids going to do from that? And, and you know what I'm saying. If the parents do something that's absolute chil Hashem, I, I can't discuss it on the air. But what? But what are you asking? What about the kids? How are the kids going to learn something positive when, when their parents do something that's bullshit in Hashem? So the, an, the and answer. And only one person is doing it. It, it seems like it's like a fad around here. The and answer. If you get off the air and you can speak about it. The, an- the answer to the question, without getting into details, I can tell you. You will have great people that will grow up with parents that were not from and did things that were very inappropriate. Or it, or you will have kids who grow up with very from parents who 
grow up to be, unfortunately, very confused. And the reason why is because if if you, if if a parent is is if, if even if a parent is not keeping Torah mitzvot, or if a parent is doing something inappropriate, and the child is is raised positively and given positive positive experiences in school with rebellion with friends and is put in the right environment, then Torah will grow in that child. If the parent's anti-Torah, it's a different story. But parents will do make mistakes, and kids don't necessarily have to learn from the mistakes of parents. Kids could often learn to grow past the parents. This young lady that called, she was aware that her mother was doing something, and she was trying to stop it. So... I think that one thing one thing we we can't do one thing we cannot do is we cannot teach children to go against their parents because the Torah tells us the children cannot go against their parents. Children can do their own thing and say this is what I want to do and impress upon the parents this is something that's important for me. But to rebel against their parents is something that's befares connected a Torah and the outcome is playing with fire. The only time you can do that is if you have Da'at Torah that tells you it's okay. But as a therapist, I could tell you any time that I ever had a question, I would go I would go to Da'at Torah and I would ask, and I could tell you many situations where the rabbi had to be a substantial rabbi, told me that the parents that should not go against the parents. And should find a way to respect the parents and to remain in the situation. All right, I think I, I, I think I, I, I understand what they're but I have to explain what I'm saying off the air. I can't tell you on the air. So you want to text it? Me. You want to text it so I have a better idea? Should it, I text it to you? Yeah, what, text what it to me. Text is 347 927 8398. I won't say what it is, but at least I have an idea what you're talking about. It's 347-927-8398. Yes. I, I want to say something. I, want, I, I, I will text you. I think that's, that's a lot better. Okay. okay. I, I want to say that... Okay, so you, you can text it and, I'll, and, and hang up and I'll address it. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, I, I want to say something about this. Something about this. Uh, it's very important to say that I greatly believe in a, in a praying. You know, and a certain stuff, you know, if the girls, you know, see that a mother is doing something wrong, pray for your mother and pray for yourself. And this is really, you know, and I'm I'm great, great believer in this. And things can change, can change definitely with with a, a deep, deep, uh, you know, tefillah. tefillah. And you can do something better. And I know, I learned, you know, learned from Rabbi Nachman that you, if you, are, and also the Mikubalim, if you write it down, you write what you wish, Write it sincere on a piece of paper. Put it next to your art in and and uh, on a you know on a on the wallet or something. And look at this once in a while. You know, think about it. You see that it's happened. It's unbelievable. Right, working. Hundred percent. I wanted to go back to that person who had a fourteen-year-old who had a lot of potential. So I want, and he says it's a classmate. So I'm so glad you said that. This is a great classmate. So I didn't mean that you go over and say, hey, wow, you have a lot of potential. The way you encourage somebody is when they do something that that's really great, you say, wow, you know, you're really good at that. Like, wow, or 
let's say there's a project in the class, say like, hey, Yankee's like he's good at that. Let him do that. Um, I'll never forget when I was in twelfth grade, and and someone, someone said like, well, someone can write the poem play because he's like, he's funny but not offensive. And I remember there was a long time ago, but I registered that in my head. That, you know what? That's something about me. I'm not offensive. I don't like to offend people. Even if I'm funny, I could make you laugh your head off, but I don't have to insult anybody. And I wouldn't tap into their emotional side. I wouldn't sit down and have a heart-to-heart with them. I would just give them positive reinforcement by saying, you know, like, whoa, you really made a difference there. Imagine you see a 14-year-old and you say, like, you know what? You're like a really good leader. You really made a difference in that situation. Or say, hey, we could change this. I remember when there was a situation, when there was there were kids that were, that were bullying another kid. I said to this other kid, hey, you know what? You and I could probably really reverse this situation. I had a 14-year-old kid. I was proud to have him to have been my son. I heard this third third person, someone else told me, that in camp, when there would be two people that were having a fight, he and another kid would had a plan. They would go separate them and talk them down, each on the other separate sides of the bunk. And I was so proud. That was something they invented because they, he was given the encouragement by other kids. Hey, yo, you could do this. You're the nice guy. You could make it happen. So that's what I'm talking about. At 14 years old, that's what you could do. Now, to you, I'd like to say, if you have an eye for that, then you're great. If you have an eye and you're able to see that, then I'm, I'm super, super impressed with you. So I want to tell you, and I'm an adult and I can say this, uh, you, really, you really have potential. You really, really have potential. So, and, 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 and you need to know that. You need to know that. Um, Anyways, so, uh, so we have a we have a text. Um, it's saying that the person that the 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 so addressing something. Okay, so I have to tell you that the internet is a really really big challenge. It's a really big challenge, and. I think that it's something that if, if someone says that they don't face it as a challenge, then they're lying because it's a challenge for everybody. And someone that says that they can easily handle it is also lying. And I've heard someone say, well, I don't need a filter. So I said to them, well, guess what? If you tell me you want to take the door off your microwave because you want to watch the food cook and it makes you feel better. So you don't want to have a thick door. You want to have just like a, a, a thin door and you want to stand in front of the microwave, but you don't expect to get radiation and you don't expect to get cancer. You're crazy. You will get radiation and you will get cancer. If you're going to have your internet without a filter, you're going to have your internet without any protection and you expect that things are not going to pop up that are inappropriate and pull you in, even if it's just for Bittelsman, or even if it's just for the Lush and Horror and all the other garbage that comes across, all the mindless, needless, stupid little retarded facts that you get that you don't have to know about. It's not happening. It's going to happen. And a mature kid, a mature kid realizes that there's only one way of taking care of it. 
And it's making a decision. It's a personal decision that I have to protect myself. And it's something you need to work on every day. Pray to Hashem to help you. And if it's in your house, then you know what? There's not a lot of time you spend at home. So it is a really, really big problem. It's not only your problem, but work on it. Work on it. And as you get older, you'll get there. But if you don't work on it, you could fall you could you could fall deeper and deeper and deeper into an abyss. And 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 and, and, and it's really, really a big problem. You know, I want to tell you that some people thinking uh, internet on all this, it's it's well known. It's really addiction. It's addiction. Yeah. It's something that, uh, and you need help. You have a lot of you have a lot of uh, places that you can get rid of it. And I, I I tell you what I don't. What is addiction? It's something that take over of your life. And something that I I really uh, I cannot stand. I cannot stand this idea that something will take my life. You know, over my life. This you have to be the controller. You have to be the guy, the the, the person that control your life. With the Kadosh Baruch Hu, but not exterior stuff. It's like and all other exterior stuff that you know. And you make yourself. I'm telling you. Uh, and I did it uh, experiment on myself also because all all of us are curiosity as the curiosity want to running on the. Make yourself that today I'm not. I'm sure that Shabbat you don't open it. You know. You know what? Extend it to another day. And an accident, small day, guess small what? stuff. You know. But you know what, Nisim? People that are addicted to the internet. Also Shabbat. And, and, I know. You know what? It's such a small space for them to go to Shabbat. Yeah. And you know something? People would never be Mechalal Shabbat and anything else will be Mechalal Shabbat on their phone. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. But you know what? Let's assume, let's assume about this. Take yourself day off and you see you can do it. It's like quitting from cigarette, quitting from other stuff. It's tough. I don't say. I say. I don't say that it's not tough. It's very tough, and it's you know people are are really doing crazy stuff with with all this social media and other stuff. But you know what? We learn Tanakh. Yes. We learn the Chumash. We learn about the Avodah Zarah and how the greatest people were pulled into Avodah Zarah, and how Baal Peor and Molech and all these things, and we don't understand. We don't understand how people with brains, that, that, the people that were dole am, they succumbed to this. Well, guess what? Afshar Lagid, you could say that the internet today is the Avodazara that we are battling. That Avodazara that we are battling could be that this is what it is the internet. And the addiction to everything, and the and 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 the 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 on air, on, online, and, and could be that's Abu Dazar. It's Abu Dazar. People because and 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 and, and, and the, the the concept, you know something, I am blessed, at being technically challenged. I don't. I, it just doesn't work for me. I have somebody manages my website. I've been on it a few times, but somebody who goes on, and I will say that I have an I have an addiction to my phone, and I try very, 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 very hard to not touch my phone certain parts of the day. I just try. I try to just to, to just leave it down, and I have a special ring for my wife and my kids, but but otherwise, you know what? I try not to like. I I, I do play games on my phone. I'm honest about that, but. The fact I don't is, understand this. I tell you, I tell you, playing games on the phone. I don't understand this. 
I don't browse. I don't look at anything else on my phone. I just play games and I get my kids send me WhatsApp videos of themselves. But I I, I will want to know what's going on. I get alerts. Something happens in Israel. I get like some news alerts. But the truth is, the truth is it's a challenge and we all have to work on it. And, uh, uh, it, this is this is a problem. I want to tell you something. One thing that's also working that it's basically give you a code to somebody other other people also that can go and check you and go on on you know. I I have my my email and my phone is open to the any any anyone that in our around me that they can check what I what I'm doing on the on the phone and stuff like this. Okay, so the the person at uh, that that. Text it in the problem you don't want to say on air. Um, it, it's a problem. It's not as simple as, as you may think. Okay, um, I don't I don't think that it's something I, I I don't know if I want to deal with it on air. We could have a discussion, you know, after afterwards about it. But uh, it's something that's a little bit above the heads, and I think that, I don't know if kids are very aware of those things. I think that uh, think that. Honesty is something that kids have to pick up and, and have, have, have. Yeah, but I would say I would say many times, many times, kids are, are looking, looking around, uh, and they're thinking that the parents can do it, and 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 in fact, the parents cannot, cannot afford, they cannot do something. You know, you don't know the, you don't know exactly what the pocket and the wallet of the parents, and sometimes it's look like on the surface the parents can, you know, can uh, uh, can can can. Uh, what is the word uh, the, the, for for saying that the, it seems like the parents can finance can do it, but sometimes it's not, and you don't know exactly what what is the situation. You don't know you don't know what what is all about it. The, 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 it's, it's it's something that I I would I would say I would say it's I don't think it's it could be in this case yes, but uh, I I would say that the, the the other thing is that there are organizations. The, the laws about a lot of programs and things are very complicated. Yes. There are organizations that find ways of facilitating legally and legitimately certain programs. Yes. And without, God forbid, lying, or without, but we don't even know. The standards are very liberal in a lot of these things. And, and, and it's possible to do it legitimately. So making judgment is is not is not right. Now the other thing is I can tell you by your text, forgive me for saying so and I hope you do forgive me. Judging people in general is not a great thing. Making judgments on what other people do, how they dress and what they do. There are some people who are extremely, extremely, extremely tsanua who may not look it by the length of the shaitel or sometimes by certain things, but they conduct themselves very tzaduah. One of the most righteous women I know wears pants. She doesn't wear tight pants. She wears pants. You know something? I'm a kind of her olam haba. And she knows I am. Because she does, She's she loves Hashem more than anybody I know. And she has a reason. And crazy or not, she has a psak from Chabavadia who told her that she could do that. Because it was something, there was a very extenuating circumstance, and she says it openly. She doesn't let her her children. None of her children wear pants. All of her children cover their hair, and they all dress extremely, extremely yeshivati. 
But she did what she had to do. But she taught her children the right way. So we can't, we can't judge. We can't judge. And Tzniyas, to be, reduce it to the way a person dresses, not, not, not so easy. It's the way a person carries themselves. It's, 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 it's the way they carry themselves. Um, anyways, those are heavy-duty questions. Yes, but you know, but is it, uh, something that we, we have to address is that many times the point of view of a kid on the parents is, is a little bit critical and a little bit overwhelmed. That's something that I, I would say. Uh, I, I would say that as a kid, we, we're always looking a little bit, expecting from our parents something that... When our parents, and we are, you know, we parents, we are parents, we know we said we're basically human, we're doing mistakes, and we're doing a lot of mistakes. And the question is whether we can admit that to our children. Exactly. exactly. You know something, I've, my children, God bless them, have helped me and my phone guy. And I have, I have a, a, just recently, I'm very proud of myself, I had an iPad, music iPad, that had Thousands of songs that I grew up with. I never even really listened to them, but they were my connection to my youth. I'm a very, very, very big music person. And it was my whole history in life in music. It was songs from the 60s and the 70s and so the 50s. And I, I said to myself, you know what? I barely listen to it. But where's the question? My son says he wants to borrow my iPad, my iPod. I didn't want to give it to him because just I don't want to give him this. So I just recently wiped it clean and I said, Halas, where am I? Who am I? Is this who I am? And I learned a big lesson in life. It took me till right now to just grow, to just grow up and say, you know what? I'm growing. And this is what I, I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was like, it was like, an, it was, it was a milestone for me. I, th I think we all, I, I, again, as I am as a parent, so I just, uh, first of all, let's, let's take a caller, okay? Okay, hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem. Um, you spoke about Tzaniyas? Yes. And I just want to say that the Talmud says the Hashivas of a woman is her Tzaniyas. Correct. And although we cannot judge other people, when women come to uh, places where we're, for someone for Shabbos, let's say, or any get-together that's of Kedusha, and they come in sleeveless, or that it's an Indian of Erva, and the man can, man can say brachos, and they can't bench, it, it, it affects others. So, so, I have to it, tell you, so I have to tell you something. I was the principal of a school, okay, and I had women who would, we, had, we used to give out halot on Friday, and we used to distribute halot, and there were women who were not, very from who used to come in and they used to distribute them to the classrooms. So I wanted to set a certain standard. And what I did was the first thing I did was I gave them a lesson in the chashivut of what they're doing before I told them anything. And I told them how important the mitzvah was and how beautiful the mitzvah was. And then I said, so understandably, somebody who's doing something on your level, so it's not an outlandish thing for me to ask that you just dress the appropriate part. I talked to them about elevating 
their level to reach, to, 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 to conform with who they are and what they're doing. And you know something? When the woman would come into the classroom, all the kids would stand up like any adult in my school would stand, they would stand up. And a woman started putting a, 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 a tichel on her head, a, a head covering, even though she never wore any head covering outside. She said, because if they're standing up for me, that I should be covering my hair in the building. Today, she covers her hair totally. But you're right about what you're saying. It's a standard of respect. And if a woman realizes how respectful it is and how beautiful it is to the world to dress appropriately, then that is really the essence of Sidiyot. And, and that's yeah. the essence of Sidiyot. And I appreciate you bringing that out. Okay, thank you. Thank you very okay. much. I want, I want to add about it something that, again, um, many times we're thinking that we have Sidiyot because cover it or something. And sometimes it's... Even with the cover ad, it's not cinema. Now, this, this is something that is not this for this for a show. It's definitely not for this. But it's new. It's coming also from inside yourself, inside, um, uh, and definitely we didn't talk or spoke about sleeveless and stuff like this. It's not. It's not belong to the Jewish nation, and we know that notice the princess and look at the Queen Elizabeth. How she dress? Ugly. No joking. <laughs> How she dress? No, I'm, not, I'm not joking. No. Right. No, she had a, she is like me, Sharim. Air cover, gloves, long dresses, like, like you know. She's a royal. She's a royal family. She is not from the coming from the ocean and stuff like this. You know. The, this the, is something that we have to teach our. But but again, we have the but here. Where is coming the individuality of the person? And here, this is something that many times we find our kids trying to rebel with individuality, you know, like long hair, like sometimes the skirt a little bit colorful, some, something that, you know, this is something that we as a parents and mechanichim has to understand is very important to be flexy on the individuality of the person. 100%. That's what we, this, this all, all the conversation about this show. And, and, and you should know something also, also, that if you want your child to be individual, then it's very important from the earliest age to feed your child the information about themselves that makes them unique. I have, I have really hard different children. One of my children is very quiet, but you know what? He's my comfortable slipper. I call him. I say he's like just a comfortable slipper. He just fit in, and he's always there. He's always just. I say you make the situation comfortable. And just recently, he started coming home from school telling me, you know, Dad, there was tension around. Like, I just, like, I went in and I eased the tension and, like, you know, talked things down. And that's becoming his identity. And then his Rebbe told me, Do you know what? He's a very calming, calming effect. And I have another another kid who's so besimcha. And it was always his midah. And I told him from the time he was two, three years old, this is your, you're just my simcha. You're, you just, and he's older and that's what he does. And, he, that he, that's, and that's his, that's his individuality. That's, and, his, and that's how he individuated himself. You have to tell your children. And if you give your children pride in their uniqueness, so then, so then they will embrace that. They won't have to look for it because it's all about one thing. It's all about validation. 
It's all about validation. I knew a girl that was that was very, very troubled in the way she dressed. And someone took her to a beauty salon to have her hair done appropriately and have a proper manicure. This is an older girl. Get a very expensive, nice, modest dress, but classy, and get classy clothing. And she, she felt like she was not herself. So they were worried about what reaction would be. And she was walking down the street and a friend of hers saw her and stopped and said, you look fabulous. You look so great. Are you going to somebody's wedding? Are you going to some club? Are you going to somebody? She says, no, I'm dressing up just for a regular day. She says, wow, that's great. You look great. That changed her whole life. It's about validation. It's about validation. That validation, feeling so good about herself. Exactly. That's, I know, but this is this is here. This again, we're talking about the She's, perspective of of a parents and a, and the teacher. We had here in this studio a girls that was really dressed improperly, and she come from a very very from place that they pushed away. Uh, because, because that she liked a different color of a dress. And that, that's you know, and, and that's and ridiculous. This, this is ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. We have to see our chachamim teach us altis takel b'kankan ela b'shemash b'tocho, and also chanoch anar pidako. That's right. This is very too basic stuff. You know, so many times kids want to get out. To show the, the, the energy, show this in, on, and, on the closing. And you show said something you... so important before, Nisim, that I, want, I need to repeat it, and it should be repeated a hundred times. You have to really, really know what's halacha and what's chumrah. That's... You need to know what's really, really the, the halacha or what's somebody's mishigas, okay? Or what's a, a minhag, or what's a, a, a just a, a, a way of doing things. If it's not halacha, it's not connected halacha, then you can't abuse somebody about it because that has no hum. You're teaching kids that it's not, you're teaching kids the wrong thing. Teaching kids the wrong thing. And, and you know what? And, and, and when a kid encounters the real Torah, then it goes straight in. It's the fake arai. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, I don't know what the word, the chrome kite. The chrome kite. That is what the problem is. And, and, and I'm sorry. It's, it's not, we, we have, if, if we have to be able to, you know, if, if, if a kid doesn't want to dress a certain way, not a certain way, I was, I'll tell you, when I went to Merkaza Torah my first year, it was extremely yeshivish. Everybody wore only white and black. And I came in, I was wearing jeans, a t-shirt, and a kippasruga. I went there because my brother went there. They had no idea what I looked like when they accepted me. And when they figured out who I was, they looked like they were ready to like sit shiva. They were like very, very... So I went to Mashkiach two and a half weeks after I got there. And I told him, I'm very uncomfortable being here because they feel like I don't fit in. You know what he told me? Harav Arya Ratman Shlita, she lived for many years. He said, 
I didn't hear that. I heard that you were mechavet to the Ketzot HaChoshen in Shir on Tuesday. And that you're the most vocal guy when the Rebbe gives the Shir. You ask the most questions and you're most involved. I said, you did? Because, yeah, that's what they were talking about in the Rebbeim's room. No one was talking about how you dressed. That changed my whole life. Because you know what? So I'm being noticed for things that are good, not the fact that I didn't know what to dress like. And, and I came, so I had no problems. That certainly did not, that certainly took away anything anti that I had. And I, I, so I got new clothing, big deal. I didn't have a problem with it because I was validated for the right thing. It was val- <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because this is, you know, it's so, so true that people judge you about the appearance outside, you know, and you're coming to the, the interview and you're not uh, worried, uh, fancy. And I, I, had, I had quite a few uh, funny stories that, you know, coming, you know, you know, how I'm dressed. I'm, I don't, I'm, <laughs> you know, my father, rest in peace, he was engineer with the three degrees, okay? He graduated wow. in, in Paris University. And he was all the time was working on, on with with you know uh, flannel shirts and and, and a, a pair of jeans, and his driver was dressing like you know with a suit, and, <laughs> and everybody were every meeting in the beginning. You know, so they approached the driver and said, "Oh, Mr. Engineer, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lazari," <laughs> and uh, we all we were cracking about it because people don't look, judge you. And the real, what the value you are, you know, what the value, it's appearance, you know. We talked last week, we talked about the long hair, about, you know, talking about, to, to people judge you because if you have like hobbies of music, for example, you like music, we like to, to work with people, oh, no, you're not, you cannot, you're, you're not belong to a Yiddish class. It's not the way. You know, the, we, we are not, all of us, Rabbi Steinman, as a, a, a Shalita, or Rabbi, Rabbi Eliashev is the coach. We are not. I have a story. I have a story that happened to me in my life. I had a young man who every Friday night he would go down, he would blast music and smoke cigarettes while his family was having Seudat Shabbat. He would go into the basement and he would play his music loud and he would disrupt the whole meal. We went, the mother and I, to Zatzal, Rabbi Weinkrantz, who was a huge tzaddik. He was in... He was in in Beit Yosef, in the Vardik, in, 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 in Borough Park. And the question the mother asked was, I want to I want to ask kids to leave my house. So Rabbi Weinkrantz looked at her, and he said, what's his favorite food Friday night? She said, what do you mean? So says, you raised this kid. He's now 19. What's his favorite food Friday night? So she said, well, he used to like this. She says, when's the last time you made it for him? She says, why should I make it for him? Comes home Friday night, he smokes in the basement, he blasts his music, he comes in, he disrupts everything. He said, did not answer my question. That's, he's, 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 he was one of the Lamavavts and the king of the world. He said in the most able way, he says, I'm sorry, man, you didn't understand my question. When is the last time you made it for him? She goes, why should I make it for him? He goes, because you want him to eat it. You want him to enjoy Shabbat. Apparently, he's not enjoying Shabbat if he's in his basement smoking and listening to music. So this is what he said. He said, make the thing, put it on a hot plate outside his door from Erev Shabbat, and put a note, we miss you and we love you. Shabbat Shalom. 
The mother was ready to flip her wig. She was like off the wall. What are we going to do? He has to deserve it, this and that. The rabbi said, every Jew deserves to have the Onik Shabbat. Today, this boy is Shomer Shabbat. He's married. He has children. I know because I was parking and he pulls up behind me in this huge truck. He's still a little bit off in his way. He jumped out. He hugged me. He said, thank you so much. And you know what? He eats by his mother's house Friday night, every two, three weeks. And that changes his whole life. It's about love. It's about acceptance. And it's about... It's about not judging. Yeah, and understanding the other side. You know, so many times, so many times we are judging other people and not trying to understand what they what's going in their head. You and, know, and, kids and you know, I, I I'm talking because because I don't know how you grew up and but I'm I'm looking at my experience in life, you know. How it how it was teenagers and, and I still remember, even it was many, many years ago, I still remember <laughs> you know, how I was behaving, how the reaction of the teacher, how my reaction of my the parent, my parents. My kids look at bell bottoms and they say, You wore those <laughs> platform shoes. I you don't know the fight I had with my mother about wearing platform shoes. I wanted to have these stupid looking shoes with the bell bottoms. They looked retarded. Like a brief, like a block, like, 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 huge, like, like three, four inch platform <laughs> shoes. It was a, and I, I, I used to fight about it. But when I was a kid in Rochester, my father, all of a sudden, was the rabbi of the city. Everybody knew him. He was also the Mohel. And my father gave a dude that no Jewish boy was born in the city when he was there that didn't have a milah. Everybody knew him. People used to ask me, are you, are you Rabbi Cohen's son? So he used to say, no. Because <laughs> I was embarrassed because I didn't look like, I shouldn't look Rabbi Cohen's son. I want to tell him something. My but one second, just, just, so I didn't want to be, so someone caught me and they said, I think you are because you're just as nice as him. <laughs> and that won me over. That was it. So I tell you, I tell you one thing that uh, I know that my my father was in peace. It was I wanted certain pants, you know, certain pants, and my father was taking me from store to store, and I was very very small boy, you know, and I was very in a way I I wanted to put my individuality in my clothing, you know, so he went with me and went place to place until he found the right pants. And it, it's amazing, you know. I I, I, I was tenth grade. I, I not ten. What was it? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. I had I, I saved couple couple shekel a It was lirot. I got a couple of I went to a tailor to to, to create me a pants. And, and you know something, my father. I liked music, and my father knew he didn't approve my music. Abba, this group, was coming out with a new album. And my father told me, learn. If you do well in school, if you do, if you learn your steig, okay, then you can get you can get this if you want. He gave me, he said, I'll give you the money and you can get it if you want. I would never get anything without my parents' permission. And I learned well. And it was a beautiful zman. It was Bava Kama, I remember. And my father, he blew my mind. He took me to the store. And he waited for me. He drove me to two guys, a store in Rochester. And he let me go in and buy, bought, and buy the album. I don't remember the album. I remember Bava Kama. I remember that that my father said the priority is that you're learning well. 
And if this is really what you want, and eventually if I realize it's not really what I want. It's the validation and it's the connection and it's the love and it's the feeling that I'm important. And it, there's something that you want to to take it in not, you know, as, as a teenager, nobody, not on anyone, don't like that people telling you what to do. Right. Right? Nobody likes to, to, to uh, do this and do this and follow this instruction. Because especially in the teenager's time, we want to explore, we want to see, we want to... And the end, if you know the truth, and I tell you every time that I see my kids sleeping in their bedrooms, in, in the bedroom, in, our, in my house, I said, Baruch Hashem, thanks God, you know. And right. the house is appealing to them. The house, the bed, their own bed is appealing to them. Right. And not, you know, just, it, it's so amazing to see it. Give them the belonging and not just push them outside, you know. This is something that... Make them feel at home, right? Yeah. The house has to be this a comfortable place for exactly. them. Exactly. Okay. Well, this is it. Nine o'clock. Wow. But you know what? This is a great direction for the show. I think this is very essential. We need to talk about this more and more. Because people need to hear this. And not a lot of people say this. Kids need to grow and to be happy. I just want to say one thing. It's parenting with direction, not correction. That's my parenting program. And I'm not going to be like other shows that promote, promote my product. But I have a program called Parenting with Direction by Direction, not Correction. And that's where we set the examples for our children, and we show our children how to act. And then when our children ask about things, my son asks me, should I do something? Could I do something? The first question I ask them is, let's let's think about it. Why do you want to do that? Is this a good thing to do or not? Never ever, okay, and it never is a word that's always wrong, but you will very rarely hear me say, the word no immediately. Even if it's a no. Even if I, but I'll say, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. Let's explore it. Is this what you want to do? Is this the right thing to do? And hopefully, if I'm smart enough, I'll be able to help my kid draw the right conclusion. This is very important. Sensitive. I, I put, I always said, put the finger on the pulse and see the pulse of the, of the kids or how it's direction. So important to all of us. We, we have a little bit, uh, you know, experience, but we're doing mistakes. Right. We are parents, we, as, as we said all the time, we're not going to be to, in, in university to learn how to be a father and not, going to, not, going to, not learning how to be a husband or wife. This is something that we basically normally is copy-paste. And right. that's why we're happy to be here with you and the other Avonim in the, in the radio to give us more another point of view uh, about the life and about and I love this program that cor- parenting with correction and I would say that uh, you promise us one time that you're going to do a series about it right, a video it. series and you know and we're still it. waiting I know we're still waiting I have it all written out I okay. have it all written out but it's about and it works it works it's 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 the way Hashem runs the world with us gives us direction and he doesn't he doesn't doesn't put us down i noticed never in the tefillah shacharit about rules what we're supposed to do it's all about what we can do and what we should do and how much hashem loves us but okay we're gonna take a caller
Okay. Okay. It's 902. We, nine, yeah, nine I have a schedule. This is it. I love to talk, but we're till next week. Stay safe. Don't walk on ice. Please be careful. Elderly people, elderly parents, please stay off out uh, inside just until the ice melts. Please. Thank you. Have a great week.